sorry about that. I've not had the bandwidth to actually work on this podcast. And in addition, I've had some personal things going on that just didn't give me the motivation or focus to actually work on the podcast. And I do apologize for that. But, you know, sometimes you got to take care of personal things. And that's what I did. Hopefully moving forward, I will be able to keep to a schedule getting these out. Um, my intention is to start putting these on video, although I'm thinking I'm going to just, I'm going to stream on Twitch when I, I, I do one of these and I'll record that Twitch stream to go up to YouTube later and obviously still go out to, um, Apple podcasts and you can get it on SoundCloud, but you know, we're working towards it. We're getting there. We're getting there. And that kind of leads into my story that I'm going to tell before we get into the real topic today, which that topic is COVID and the economy. <laughs> One day we'll have a fun topic, but today is going to be COVID and the economy. COVID, the economy, and you. But, you know, let, let's, set, let's, set, let's set the story. Let's set the stage. And um, we've just had a three-day weekend here in the United States because it was 4th of July weekend. And typically, 4th of July weekend, families and friends get together. They'll go to the park. They'll go to the beach, have a picnic, hang out eat hot dogs, grill, and then everyone has to look forward to dusk when it gets dark and our fireworks shows to celebrate, you know, the 4th of July. But this year, this was a 4th of July that I haven't seen since I've been alive and in very many places across the country, those fireworks displays were canceled. And in some places, you weren't even allowed to go to the beach. Chicago was one of those places. So we've just had this three-day weekend, and um, I didn't realize, I, I know that Mayor Lightfoot had opened up, I had heard that the beach was open again, and that we could go, it's east of Lakeshore Drive, and if you're from the city, you'll understand what I'm talking about, because they had closed the parks and the, the beach trail right in front of the lake, and that had opened up, but apparently you can't go to the beach. So I was going out, because it was a beautiful day, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to go, and I'm going to go practice with my drone. Because as I said, I'm working myself up to something for you guys. There's a big reveal, a big plan that I have in mind. And it meant that I had to go practice with my drone, which I bought a year ago and just have never had time to, to use or play or practice with. And I was like, you know, today's a really nice day. It's not cloudy. There's a few clouds in the sky. It's about 86 degrees, which is hotter than I care for. But nice day. Let me walk to the lake. Let me walk to the lake and go, go play with my drone. And... um. I was walking to the lake, and when I got there, because I only live a block away from Lake Michigan, I noticed that there were people in the park. You had people dotted in the park, you know, relaxing, taking naps, sunbathing, picnicking. But when you got to the path right in front of the beach, from the end of the path through the beach to the water, there was nobody there. Absolutely nobody there but one lifeguard. Um... And he came up to me and he's like, you know, I'm sorry, but the beach is closed. You can't go to the beach. You know, the mayor shut the beach down to keep your social distancing rules. It's okay to be in the park, but you just can't be on, on, on the actual beach. Now, you have to understand, it was a hot day today. It was a gorgeous day today. And you see people in the park, but once you get to where the beach is, you see one guy standing on the beach, one lifeguard. And the lifeguard, the lifeguard, uh, I don't know, like, that, that, that tower thing was on his side to show that the beaches are closed. 
and there was nobody on the beach. And anytime anybody tried to go to the beach, the lifeguard would come up and say, I'm sorry, you know, beach is closed. Lori Lightfoot says you can't go to the beach, etc. ad nauseum. So I asked him, I said, hey, do you think it's okay that as long as I stay, keep my foot off on the beach and I stay on the path and sit by this bench here, can I fly my drone? And he said, well, I don't see a problem with that. So I put the, the landing pad for the drone on the beach, but I stayed on the path, you know, following the letter of the law, if not the spirit of the law, because yeah, it's tech, you know me. And I played with my drone for a little bit. You know, people were asking me about it and finally got sick of it because, you know, I'm still learning. If you're talking to me, I want to make sure I'm not flying it into anything, although it has, you know, avoidance and all this other high tech crap. But, you know, I decided to land the drone and just sit there for a bit, looking at the water, looking at the water and just noticing like, man, if you're rich, if you got money, you can enjoy the beach because you can be on those big ass boats or on those sailboats out there. But if you don't have money, you don't get to enjoy the water or the beach, at least not in Chicago which is really telling and sad. And it's so, so sad. Beautiful day, nobody in the beach, and it was sad. But it was about to get so much worse. I'm sitting there watching the dogs go by, thinking, taking, you know, moody pictures on Instagram about how pissed off I am with things in the United States right now. And as I'm sitting there, I'm watching this little girl who had to be about maybe four years old, three, four years old, in her little pink her little pink swimsuit. And she had in one hand a sand pail with a shovel, and in the other a super soaker gun. And her hair was in, you know, she was Latino, and she had, uh, I, you know me, I got curls, so I have a soft spot for girls with curls. And she had these beautiful, she was so cute. She's so cute. She has cute, you know, dark curly hair, big smile on her face with her little flip-flops and her pink swimsuit and her little sand pail and her little super soaker water gun and she's running to the beach and she runs to the sand and you know her parents are behind her and I knew it was about to happen and the lifeguard comes up to her and you know to the family and starts speaking in Spanish but I knew it was just but said basically that you know sorry you can't you can't be on the beach the beach is closed the beach is closed because of COVID and I'm looking at this little girl who had so much joy in her face and was just so excited to go to the beach, to go play in the sand, to do things that little girls like to do at the beach. And she couldn't. And to see the disappointment on that little girl's face, I'm a stone cold bitch. <laughs> or at least I've been told I am. And I got tears in my eyes sitting there watching what was going on. I get tears. I'm getting tears in my eyes right now just thinking about it. To think about this little girl who's so little, who's been looking forward to God knows how long her parents are probably saying, hey, 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 you know, on Sunday we'll go to the park. We'll go to the beach. We'll go to the beach. And she was so excited. And she wanted to go make sandcastles. And she wanted to play with her little water gun. And she gets there and she's told she can't do it. She can't go to the beach. It's been closed. And I'm watching this and it broke my heart. And I could see the parents' face and they were disappointed. But what hurt more was just to look at the disappointment on this little girl's face. And I mean, I'm still thinking about it right now and it's upsetting me. But that leads into what I wanted to talk about today, which is wear a fucking mask, okay? Um... If you've been watching the numbers in the United States, the COVID infections have been going up astronomically, whereas in other parts of the world, they have been going down. But the United States is just 
embarrassingly bad. And it's become a political issue as to whether or not people should wear masks, should do social distancing, should be keeping away from each other. And um, I know people, people are trying to be smart about this. Like they feel like they're saying that their freedoms are being taken away from them by having to wear a mask or it's becoming like the Taliban, which I don't really know how that works, but they don't want to wear a mask. It's become a political thing. And so I'm going to play devil's advocate for a moment there because they're saying, we need to open up our economy. You know, this is hurting. This is, this is, this is making the economy worse than doing the social distancing and wearing the masks. And I'm trying to be so, I don't want to use the word PC because I'm not a PC person. I can try to be diplomatic and I'm trying to be diplomatic because I know there's probably only going to be three people who listen to this podcast, which is a damn fucking shame because more of you should be listening to what I have to say. But maybe, just maybe, there'll be somebody out there who hears my voice and hears what I'm about to say and it might sink in. Probably not, but it's still worth a try. So I don't want to try to insult anybody here, even though that's probably very easy for me to do. It's not my intention right now. And I say right now, but right now that's not my intention. But what I'm asking is, is that instead of worrying about your freedom and talking about the economy, you have to understand that as much as you don't want things to be global, you're talking, you're talking about the globalization and how that's a bad thing. It is, we are, and it's done. That horse has ran out of the stable. And don't mark, don't, don't take my word for it. You know, the library is still free online and there's, there's still some reputable in, uh, resources on, 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 on the internet, but you know, your cell phone, your computer, some of your tools, they aren't made here in the United States. They used to be, but they're not made here. And some things never were made here because a lot of the things that we rely on from a technology perspective require things that are known as rare earths, rare metals. And those things are found most easily available in Asia um, and in the deep sea trenches. And it's hard to get stuff out of the deep sea trenches right now. So there's the mining in in Asia that finds a lot of the, the metals and components that are needed for your computers, your cell phones, scientific instruments, things of that sort. Also, you know, we just don't make screws and, 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 and widgets and thingamabobbers that make other bits of machinery here in the United States anymore. There's very few places that do it. And you can't just ramp something up like that in two, three days, three months, six months. It requires, you know, uh, an influx of, of capital to actually be able to build a factory or, you know, reconfigure a factory to do something like that, training, and to get the materials. So in the meantime, you're asking for bringing all of this stuff back to the United States, bring up this manufacturing stuff, but the rest of the world, Asia, is set up already to do it. They're doing it. They were doing it, and they will keep doing it. They, quote-unquote, have their stuff under control. There's still some, some COVID popping up there, but they're under control. They are traveling in China. They are traveling, um, at, and when I say traveling, they are not social distancing. They're traveling internally to China. Thailand, Cambodia, Laos, Africa, places in Africa I know has a lot of countries, but a lot of, of, of countries in Africa, you're not seeing these COVID rates spike. As a matter of fact, they've gone down. 
And here in the United States, it just keeps going and going and going and going. And we've actually, we're trying to open up the United States and we've got some places who never really closed down, finally saying that they're going to close down. Other places that said they were never going to sit there and make you wear a mask are now saying wear a mask. And we're not just, you know, reopening in some places. Some places we've stopped the reopening. Some places we're shutting right back down again. And it's not getting better. And we were worried about the jobs, but we might have been able to get some of those jobs back if we were able to rebound faster. But with what's going on now, that rebound is not going to happen because we keep getting so incredibly sick here. So what does it have to do with globalization? Well, what that has to do with globalization is that you've got other countries like China, like um. I keep bringing up China. I don't want to talk about Russia because I'm, I'm going to be quite honest with you. I know some things about Russia, but I don't know as much about Russia as I know about China or Africa or Eastern Europe or Western Europe. But the places that are not spiking like we are in the United States are working in partnership with each other. It opens up trade and business abilities with each other because they don't want to come to the United States. They can't really do business with us. I mean, you could do it remotely, but there's some things that you need to just do face to face. And on top of it, our supply chain's getting messed up because people are sick, so they can't work. So even if you keep the place open, you can't keep the place open if you don't have enough staff. And that's why there's been problems in quite a few of the um, meatpacking places because people are just so sick and there's a demand still for food, but there's not enough people there to butcher the chickens and cows and pigs and whatnot. So prices have gone up has a trickle-down effect to the farmers because their farmers can't sell their pro- their their uh, their livestock, at, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When you have a breakdown in the supply chain, when you have a breakdown in the system, people always want to mo- make money, all right? That's just the way the world works is you always want to make money. And you might be willing, if you have a good relationship with a partner, to let them work through something because you have a long-term good relationship. But at the end of the day, money talks. Everybody wants money and they don't want to worry about their money not coming in or they're not being able to make a profit or they're not able to get things done, which causes them to make a profit. And when that happens, you start looking for alternative ways to get what you want from alternative sources. And when you've got the majority of the world right now, which I don't know, I haven't checked the numbers in India because India is extremely populous. But if you were to say that like India and um, China, are, which is also very populous, have less numbers than the United States and they have the workforce and they have the materials because when it comes to the raw materials you need for computing, they have that there. And obviously, they have farmland, they have oil, they have wind power over there, they have produce up the wazoo. They don't need us in the United States because they are more self-sufficient because we did give all that manufacturing over there and because they have some of the resources that we do not have. Europe, which is you know improving with their COVID numbers, they'll start looking for other trade partners. I mean, they already were kind of, you know, with the United States once Trump got in because of tariffs and et cetera, which really only hurt us and didn't hurt um, the countries that he put them on. But when you start worrying about your supply chain, when you start worrying about your market, 
you look for other markets and you look for alternate supply chains. So how does this affect the economy? Well, this affects the economy from top to bottom because if you aren't able to sell anything, you don't have any jobs, so you let jobs go. And if you let jobs go, people don't have the ability to buy anything. That could cause inflation or deflation. And what ends up happening is the dollar becomes less and less of a stable asset to own. Now, if you know anything about finances, and this is part of the reason why, you know, Bitcoin has become so popular too, is that the dollar has been seen as a really stable currency in the world for the longest time. I don't know exactly when they decided that it was. I want to say it was after World War II, but other countries would hold a lot of currency in dollars just because the United States was seen as a very stable economy, a very stable, you know, country. And in the last four years, <laughs> we've been seen as anything but stable. We've been seen as a place that's imploding. We're usually the leaders. We usually have been in the leaders in things like this. And everyone is just shocked at how bad we've handled COVID and the infections. So there's a lot of talk going on about, you know, is this the fall of America? Is this, you know, maybe it's not a really good place to be storing your, your, your dollars anymore, storing your, your currency in dollars. Maybe it's not a good place to invest in because everybody here is sick and fighting and we're not stable. We're rioting on the streets. I mean, if you look at what has happened in the last four years, there is nothing to compare to it in the previous 200. I mean, maybe not until the, the Civil War. You had you had uh, uh, the civil rights movement in the '60s, and that's very important. It has caused some disruption, but it still didn't cause disruption to a point that COVID has. And we've had that one-two punch of like COVID making everybody sick, can't work, shut down the economy, and then Black Lives Matter, which is great. You know what? Great, good. I'm hoping that it causes some changes, but that's caused disruption too because. You have to understand you're used to being able to turn on TV, watch American movies, see Coca-Cola, see Nike, see, you know, stability in the United States. Everybody here is rich. Everybody here is happy. Sorry about the noise in the background. But um, it, you see stability because that's what we've sold. That's what we sold the world. And now you turn on the news and you see the, 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 there's gates in front of the White House. You see people rioting in the streets. You see people sick. Hospitals that can't handle the overflow. And people fighting about not wearing a mask and bringing up some of the most unscientific reasons as to why they can't wear a mask. And you're a country, another country that's not the United States. Do you want to invest here? Do you want to still consider the United States a stable country, some place with stability? Now remember, we here in the United States cannot make up for the manufacturing that we once had. And even if we could, we can't get the raw materials that are needed for a lot of things again with technology. And I'm a technologist. I know most about technology and horses. <laughs> and maybe MMA too. And I know a lot about a lot of things, but you know, I can only speak from the technology perspective as to the materials you need for computers and cell phones and stuff like that. And I just know that you can't get it here. You can't mine it here in the United States. So there was a time, there was a time definitely maybe after World War II, 
and you know 1800s up until maybe world war ii until computing became you know a big thing and, and more important that we could do everything here in the united states we had the bread basket we had steel we had rubber we had and we had rubber because we had territories where we could get rubber from we had oil we had everything we needed here to be completely self-sufficient and this is not this is not a knock on globalism I'm not going to knock on globalism because you know what? I sure as hell like my cheap electronics from Asia. And I sure as hell like my chocolate from Germany. So I don't want to put down globalism. As I said, that horse has run out, run out of the, the, the barn already. So we can't, we can't do anything about that. But we just have to understand that everything has repercussions and you may be thinking about it from a standpoint of your liberty and freedom and that people need to be able to go to the restaurants to eat because that stimulates the economy but when the businesses and unfortunately the one percent love them or hate them most of us hate them everything trickles down We, we we eat at their pleasure so if they don't have jobs, if they're shutting jobs because they want to keep their bottom line, that trickles down all the way through the economy. And when they can't find places to sell to because people don't want to deal with the United States because of how sick we are, that has long-lasting ex- effects on the economy. It's not just about whether or not Chipotle is open or Starbucks is open or whether you can go down to the bar and get a beer. It's much bigger than that, much, much bigger than that, because we are all interconnected. And when there is a loss of trust in our government, in our society, in our economy, other people are not willing to invest or work with us. And that's just not going to change. And again, if you take a look at the numbers that are out there for the COVID infection rate in the United States, it's not getting any better. It's not getting any better. And it isn't going to get any better. Not anytime soon. I wager, I wager at this point, especially with such of the, the huge divisions that are going on in the United States, that we will be lucky if we start seeing things get better. Um, I want to say February, March of next year. And here's, here's where I'm going to lose people who are Trump supporters, but just play it out, play, just, just go with me for a second here. He clearly has no handle on the situation and never has. It would take a, a joint effort across all the, all the states in the United States to do quarantine, to wear masks, to everybody to shut their shit down for three months, again, together at the exact same time for us to get a handle on this. Because there is no vaccine still. There is no vaccine still. There may be a vaccine in 2021, but we need help right now because we, we can't sustain this. And my concern with what I've been watching is that, and even for my job, which I'm pretty sure I'm going to lose mine soon as well, too. I've been lucky so far, but we've been, we've been holding on on borrowed time and borrowed money with nothing really to show for it. And we would have been okay if we had done the right thing, but we didn't. And we're trying to have, we're talking about using more borrowed money, which I'm not going to put that down because people need money to pay their rent, to eat, to survive. 
but it's not real money. And where are we going to get that real money from if nobody's willing to invest in us? Where are we going to get that money from if people are too sick to buy things or to work? It's a very simple thing. Wear a mask. Stay at home. Stop being selfish. This is bigger than you. And if you can't do it because you don't, you can't see beyond your freedoms being taken away because you can't wear a mask or because you have to wear a mask and you have to keep out of the bars, then I'm going to come back to the story that I told you at the beginning of this podcast and ask you to think about that four-year-old girl who can't go to the beach, who can't go to the beach and play in the sand because people were too selfish to do the right thing. Because if we had done the right thing back in March when we realized this was going to be a problem, people could have been at that beach today and she could have been playing in the sand with her super soaker and I would have been at that beach today with my grumpy self and I would have played with her. I sure as hell would because I like water guns. But instead, I had to sit there and witness that, look at the lake, feel very bitter and upset and ashamed because I bitch about this country a lot lately. But the reason why I bitch about it is probably because in my heart of hearts, I've loved it so much. I've loved the idea of America. And we are not living up to that right now in any way, shape, or form. And I'm concerned and worried that we will never get back to those ideals because of the fracture that is going on. Which, to get back to my point, is that I I don't think we'll see anything get better until February. And that's only if Trump is not reelected. Because I think that, you know, Biden would come in there that if Biden comes in, he's going to be planning from, he's probably planning right now of what needs to be done when he's in office to try to get things under control, to try to get the country from a health standpoint back under control. The problem is, is that (laughs) we're going to have to try to get the health, and we're talking about the physical health of the United States back of the population. But then we got to try to heal the actual United States, which I don't even know if that's possible at this point with everything that's gone on. It's a tall ask. It's a big order. But to quote unquote make America great again, you got to make America whole again. And you got to make America smart again. I mean, I don't know about you, but some of the shit that I've been seeing people say, it's just some of the most unscientific, emotional bullshit that is shocking to me that comes out of people's mouths. That's another thing I'm not proud of because I do know that I have a Quite a few of my international friends tell me about how Americans are stupid. And I can't argue that one yes lately. <laughs> I just can't argue that one lately. I may be starting to get a little ranty right now, and that's definitely not my point. My point is the point that I made about COVID, the economy, and you, and how it works. And again, going back to like four-year-old girls who can't play in the sand on a national holiday. And a national holiday that doesn't even feel like a national holiday. One more point. One more thing. Because it just came up to mind. In my neighborhood that I've noticed lately. I've had a lot of bad feelings in my gut lately for a lot of reasons. Some of them personal. But also some of them from observations of things that I've seen lately. 
And one thing that I've noticed in Chicago is that there's a lot more homeless people walking around, people who look like they're in trouble. The streets aren't very full. People aren't as friendly with each other as they used to be. It's just like there's a specter hanging over everyone. And I don't know if it's like that in your neck of the woods, but I know it's like that in my neck of the woods. And I just can't help but to feel that something wrong, much bigger than what you or I see is going on, that the repercussions of everything that's been going on with COVID and with the job losses and with the hate that's between us here in the United States has had a much bigger and more profound effect that we're only starting to slightly see. It disturbs me and it disturbs me not because I dislike homeless people and have no compassion or pity for them, but it disturbs me when I live in a neighborhood and all of a sudden I see more and more and more and more and I have no rhyme or reason to understand why that might be, what's causing it. I mean, I think I know what's causing it, but shit. As I said, this is only the tip of the iceberg. We will still have to go through this until people start doing the right thing. And as I've already mentioned earlier, people won't be doing the right thing anytime soon. And I even wonder if we have to go to war with each other before we'll get better. Because if people don't get their shit together once we have a change in leadership, which I pray to God we do, people want to still keep fighting at that point about not wearing masks and about not social distancing. We're fucked. We're very, very much fucked here in the United States. We've been fucked for four years now, but we get to the point of no return. Some would say that we're at the point of no return right now. I would argue to say that we're close. We're close, but we will find out for sure in the next um, seven months. Anyways, that's all I've got for tonight. I appreciate you. If you've been listening or waiting for me, I definitely appreciate you. Tell your friends. I'm hoping to start doing this on Twitch Live. Um, and I'll let you guys know when I start podcasting. If you want to come and watch me on Twitch. I might do YouTube, but right now I'm feeling that maybe Twitch might be a better idea for me. I still have to find my audience and my, my niche. Um, and as I said, I'm serious about it because I was playing with my drone and I've got all my cameras up and out of storage and stuff. Um, if you came to the website at a certain point this week, I know it was down. It's because I wasn't able to pay my um, internet hosting bill, which sucks. I was a little short, this paycheck. It's up now from a generous donation from one of my supporters, listeners, etc., whatever you want to call them. So I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And if you order jerky from me, the jerky will be sent on its way either Tuesday or Wednesday of this week. Stay tuned. Stay engaged. Be safe. Be healthy. Be smart. 